0: Taking a critical look at the gaming news of the week.
1: This is augmented reality.
0: You are watching my favorite channel, I've heard of it. the
2: Triple S League. Enjoy, guys.
1: Hello, and welcome to the augmented reality podcast for April twentieth, twenty twenty two. My country forgot that it was April, and there there's currently snow on the ground outside again. Freaking heck going on here but anyway hope that it's nice weather wherever you are in the world and whatever time of day it is uh, thanks for joining us today we're coming to you pre-recorded on youtube and on uh, the and on our all of our audio podcast platforms but live on the discord server as we do every tuesday night and we've got our live audience of of community members uh, here with us taking part in the live chat sending us questions comments memes emotes Uh, terrible things we can't read aloud on the air uh you know all, all that fun stuff uh so uh yeah if you want to be part of that hey join our discord server actually join our gilded server that's uh that is going to be the new base of operations as soon as uh we were actually just talking about it before we started recording a little bit um or just a little bit before we started recording i should say uh about how we're just waiting on like a couple of upgrades from gilded before we make that our main base of operations but uh, we do have a uh, a solid base over there uh i'm not going to rehash it all but we're moving over to gilded from discord because of discord's new uh, terms of service which we which we feel are harmful to life in general but anyway uh we are still doing this live on discord for the time being and we've got our live audience here so yeah if you want to join be part of that join our discord but also join the the gilded and uh, we will do a post-show hangout for our all our supporters afterwards in the, the hangout room. I'm here with Syb Sidian and Mootag. As always, we also have uh, Max Darrett with us, who is uh, he does the Maximum News Show with Saib here on Triple S Podcasts, and uh, he's joined us for this uh, for this show because uh, there was something. You wanted. Which topic was it you wanted to talk about? <laughs> World of Warcraft. Dragons type. make everything better. Dragons, yes. Dragons and World of Warcraft. So we're going to and be talking.
3: And Amy Hannig makes every project better. Well, there you go. She
0: did Legacy of Kane. Right on. Now, now, before before people start freaking out and tuning out, we're not going to be talking a lot about World of Warcraft specifically. And we're not going to talk specifically a lot about this, the, the expansion for World of Warcraft, because. Ash what do you know and what do you care about world of warcraft
1: uh very little uh and so uh, this
0: is currently what pretty much everybody else to. He, well is
1: here's pretty. the thing I was not caring about warcraft before not caring about work world of warcraft sorry i should say world yes. of warcraft i
0: yes you've always, you've always i was not indifferent not cared
1: about world to of world of warcraft before being indifferent to world of warcraft was cool it, that's what so I was trying funny to say
0: because because there was a time in my life where I was a top ten worldwide player there was a time that i was the the uh, top 10 in my in my in my like, like in my specification within the game i was the i was within the top 10 of the uh of of the world's charts the um role play guild that i was in got put into the top 100 guilds and and again i know that again basically everybody listening doesn't care and that's important to know why because this is the problem with mmos right now this is the problem with mmos and not just mmos but other live service multiple like multiplayer ingrained uh, games because if you if you don't do it right if there's nothing there attracting the players grabbing their attention offering them something that's u- a unique experience if there's nothing there and it's all just been, like, rehashed and and redone and just boring stuff, then it's justifiably so that there's nothing interesting there. And um, it's not just MMOs. Like I said, it's not just MMOs. (laughs) Square Enix's latest multiplayer, um, I don't know what they call it. Like, it's an arena style. Babylon something. Yeah. Babylon, Babylon tumbles something. Falls, yeah. Um <laughs> it, it's it hit a low a couple of days ago. It hit a low of less than ten players on Steam.
2: Ten? Only
0: ten? What? And it came out like a month and a half ago? Like this is it, i mean
2: That's uh, sad.
0: And and to repeat a thing that so Aswin Gold and McConnell, I don't know if again most people won't care who these guys are. Very funny. They were commenting on um they're big streamers, like huge. That's why I mentioned them. Um Aswin Gold doubled the number of players essentially playing vampire survivors. He he pulled up the the if you pull up the tracking things it's like he started covering it on such and such a day and uh a few days after he started covering it the population went from like uh, I think it was like 30,000 to like 70 75ish thousand hmm. players concurrently like like on a on a daily concurrent basis.
1: Oh for sure. Well um, when a huge streamer and- picks up a yes well but like
0: but but again this is really important to note because you vampire survivors is made by like one or two guys i think i think it's, it might be made by one guy who who is essentially doing it in his basement like it, it's one of the it's one of the surprise hits of the year but what is it about that game that is and i've been playing it like crazy Like like people in our community have been playing it
1: I'm just going to bring the graphic down here while we're talking about a different game but yeah. uh, tra- and, and, trauma and in it, that chat is asking uh, he, he he says I, I wanted to ask on that game how is it they managed to get a game out there with no PR
0: Well, it's not it's not just that there's no PR, the obvious thing. And again, this ties back to the the, you know, uh, Babylon's fall in World of Warcraft is that why is it that individuals can come up with new concepts and new ways and new games and new game modes and new challenges that that bring the players pouring through their door just like rallying behind them going yes this is what I need this is what I want how is it that these that a single indie developer can do this on a regular basis I mean you just like think of all of the the small like indie hits that have just had enormous success you know from, from among us to flappy bird all these games and, and hundreds of in-between where again it's like it's like there's big corporations hiring people by the hundreds who can't make a similar game. And and the reason why I say similar game is like, is World of Warcraft had this like endless dungeon mode where you're supposed to fight endless dungeons and you get power-ups and stuff like that that make it easier to fight things. But then you have more and harder and more difficult things to fight. It's like they, they had that. It was supposed to be a roguelite. Vampire Survivors is a roguelite and yet somehow one guy can just nail it, make it so good and it really is really good. And yet this big corporation can't do anything and it, and it boils down to the fact that the, that just the industry, the 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 genre has been failing players constantly. And that's why we're not going to well, talk the, too the, much the about the the the
1: industry in general. Player. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. I would say that uh, You know, it's it's yes, it's fun to play a really good, a really good, you know, triple A game with the amazing graphics and the huge open world and all that, if it's a good, solid game. But I have to say, looking back over the past few years, the most fun I have had, the most relaxation or the most engagement my brain has had with a game or that just the most fun has been playing indie games made by a small number of developers or even just one developer, you know, mm. they, they bring the fun. They bring the gameplay. They they're so much more maneuverable than than these giant companies that make the uh, that make the big AAA games. You know, we've talked about this a thousand times, I'm sure. Yeah. Just about how the big companies they won't take risks because and you know they'll just repeat the whole formula again and again and again because they have millions and millions of dollars at stake. Right. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, that that stakeness of like. You know them having that at stake they they aren't willing like they're not coming up with anything actually new and that's hurting themselves too because they're just like they're, they're not and, and in in a lot of cases they're not even looking to like adopt anybody else's ideas properly like the the really good ones if they do they do it very shoddily you know it's 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 essentially garbage um and and that's what that's what world of warcraft's uh last two expansions has been they basically did the exact plot line, or not the exact. They did a very similar plot line to, um, uh, to Marvel's uh, Avengers, like like Endgame, and it's like it's like oh no, he's got the five sigils. Oh dear, and he's to dust he can, Everybody now he can use them to uh to to open a way to the and it's like where did this guy like like it, it was just so poorly done and it's interesting today so in in their previous launches when they, they launched new products they up talked their previous thing a lot they basically didn't even mention the previous expansion we
1: should we and, should clarify and, that, and that uh Lear. this was this was announced that, so the the uh the announcement or reveal for this world of warcraft dragonflight expansion that happened earlier well i guess yesterday as of uh, when this is going live but
0: uh, when it's going live but for us it was For us
1: today. it was earlier today Tuesday and so th- this just happened today yeah so anyway continue there uh, sib
0: so yeah so the the um yeah so they they really didn't talk about their previous expansion because it was an abysmal failure it was an <laughs> absolute abysmal failure i went into it like really hoping to be able to like you know show boon the game because she never played it really and, and it was
2: my first time
0: mm-hmm. and and like i was so excited because i'm always excited about mmos despite the fact that for the last decade they they have always always been a a heavy disappointment every single one of them even even lost ark right now is a disappointment why is it a disappointment because it just there's nothing to do. I already like without spending any money on on gearing myself up. I already got to end game. I already got into the stuff, and there's just nothing. There's just nothing to do. And I don't have the classes that I want to play. And it's just like ah, uh, now it's just turned into a job. MMOs are supposed to make you want to waste your time with your friends,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not become a second job, and that's what a lot of them become. And that's a part. Of, that's a big part of the problem with them. Um, there's very little, like, like just sit down and have fun for hours laughing with your friends. There's very few moments where that's a thing and it's a very strong disappointment. But the Mm -hmm. other thing that's been a strong disappointment, um, Max, do you want to give a, a brief re-highlight to the disappointment that has been Activision Blizzard over the last year and a half-ish? I mean, like what, like how much they've been messing everything up? Yeah.
3: I mean, okay. Well, there are people like the men inside their establishment were finding every possible conceivable way to harass the women, even like. ridiculously creative. I don't even want to go into it at the risk of demonetizing what's been going on here. Plus, that culture just seems to have been affecting their capability of putting out quality content. I think, what, the last quality game that they really put out was Overwatch, and then, what, they announced Diablo Immortal, which nobody wanted. Then, you know, all the the Warcraft 3 reforged debacle, Diablo 2 comes out uh, not properly done, and then everything gets pushed off into the future, and then,
0: yeah, it's like there's it's been there's so much to it it's been a mess you know bobby Kotick threatened to kill his secretary oh yeah, yeah. Allegedly, um, that, that allegedly. Out, allegedly 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 and that came out um like a what like a few it was like one or two weeks after he said there's a zero tolerance policy for anybody threatening or abusing women in our institution <laughs> But that because it was before it came before he that he wasn't no longer you know held to that same standard, and it's just been a it's been a gong show, and and again we we like I still know good people that work at, at Blizzard who have been dealing with with depression that have been dealing with frustration. Uh, I mean the, the 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 countless number of women there that have been. You know, rudely treated, and and it it a lot of it just boils down to to terrible terrible things. So, did, have they learned their lesson? Have they like? Is the is this like? Is is there a sign of hope here with this expansion? And I would say yes, because first things first, they didn't talk about last expansion at all. Second thing, they started with basically again that corporate apology of like. We're so we, we're sorry, you know, but not actually saying those words because that right. would get them in legal hot water. But they they basically came out and said, you know, we really discovered that we needed to listen to our fan base. Because, again, they're <laughs> losing they're losing so many subs. There's so many people that that used to play the game on a daily or weekly basis have just moved on. And in, in the hundreds of thousands and. That really started to hurt their bottom line, and there was a whole list of things that people wanted and and i and again, I mentioned uh, um golden and, and uh, McConnell because uh, so the so first they had mentioned they were the ones who who like got really upset and were like, well, how is you know this thing in Warcraft, which is supposed to be what vampire survivors is? how is it not even close to this good like like how like where did they drop the line that they're just so incompetent that they can't make something, you know, good that they're supposed to literally make good, and somebody else can. Um, they they had been asking uh, Asmongold Gold, especially, had been asking for a mount that you get that's kind of like your 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 pet mount, and that you um, you progress it over time. Ash, do, do you 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 played uh, Witcher Three, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course I did. Um,
0: do you remember when you killed the Griffin? And yeah. you were then able to carry the Griffin's head on the side of your mount. Oh yeah, on your, on your horse. Yeah, that, that was, was an awesome cool, moment. Right? Although,
1: although in my playthrough, uh, it was what's his name who got the killing blow because I was I was kind of annoyed by that, but um, mm-hmm. it felt like I was playing uh, playing mine. It felt like I was playing World of Warcraft and uh, and and um, oh shoot, what's his name? The other Witcher, Max, help me out here. Uh,
3: the other Witcher. The
1: other the 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 guy the. Uh, older Witcher who's like at the beginning with Geralt uh oh dude
3: I've never played like I've never played more than a few hours of the Witcher 3 sorry (laughs) okay yeah don't kill me
1: Vesemir that's okay (laughs) it got it got to Vesemir got the killing blow on the griffin for me so it felt like I was playing a multiplayer game and Mm they totally stole my kill but anyway that none of that has anything to do with what you asked me uh yes I remember that and that was awesome
0: okay so so yeah you and and just remind me when did that game come out again Twenty.
1: 15 Or was it, yeah, it was earlier than that? Yeah,
0: 2015. It was
1: 2015. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. So asmongold Gold asks the for a mount that you can customize because you can't customize any mounts in the game. They they recently introduced mounts that were that were f- like had the same mesh and the same model, but you could give it different skin colors not a lot and you couldn't really do anything with it. It was just like, do you want the pink one, the blue one, the gray one, the red one, so or it has the, the same amount of
1: customization as among us. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So, so they had that and
1: except Long among the us old. had hats.
0: Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> but, but one of the things they've added here is the ability to get uh, one of four mounts that you can then continually customize. And it's like wow, that's amazing. Also, like what seven years behind the times uh-huh. of when this is? I mean, and that's just ma- That's just horses, right? In another RPG, that you could customize your cars like how many like you know decades ago in video games. And and at no point did they think in the last almost twenty years of Warcraft did they think, hey, you know what would be a good idea? Customizable mounts. Well, yeah, like, how. How is this just? How have you just not, like, like how? How is this coming out now? But the important thing is, is that it is coming out now.
1: So and so that's step in in the positive direction. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. So so things like this are are showcasing that when the community does put enough pressure on a company, they can exert change. And this is this is the highlight that I want to. I really wanted to focus on tonight with this because again, nobody like very few people. I barely care about this. I barely care. I hope that, that I could get into the alpha or the beta and be encouraged to care a little bit more. But to be honest, I've been burnt once before and, and you know, it, 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 it continues to happen. And it's, and again, it's very sad. Because it's one of the types of games that I excel at, like, really good, and it just sucks that that like I, I I can't get enjoyment out of it anymore. Like, I can't get enjoyment out of it right now because there's still, like, the whole thing with all of the lawsuits and stuff still going on, there's still not a satisfactory, like, you know, end to that. There's still a lot of problems that need to be rectified there. Um, <clears throat> and then at the same time, it's like, it's like they aren't really listening because they're not listening to the people that the, the actual like core complaints. It's like you don't respect people. And it's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. We've learned our lesson. We're now going to start respecting another group of people and saying, looking at a different group of people and telling them to blank off. It's like, no, that's not that's not how you fix the problem. It's just I mean, it's not how you fix the problem. Treat everybody with respect. How hard is that to do? I mean, like you guys, like thoughts. I Are you sad? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I just joking. Like that was kind joke. of I kind of figured yes. that with yeah, okay. you know, right? Because it's like it's like it's like how hard is it to do? Just treat people with respect. Just treat people with dignity. Don't make people work for poverty level wages when you make, you know, a, over a billion dollars a year. You make over a billion dollars a year. At least let these people not starve to death during the day. I mean, it's it's really freaking simple.
2: It's like you could invest in your employees and maybe that would give them a reason to invest themselves in working hard or better for you. Like, Mm -hmm. what a concept.
3: I can't believe the gall that these people had just they thought that because they were activision and blizzard and that they had these legendary franchises behind them that they could get away with paying and treating their their employees with these poverty wages for that long without any sort of backlash like i imagine like yeah you could probably get, like they did get away with it for a couple of years but then like all their karma just sort of came back to bite them in the ass and now they're really paying for it but yeah hopefully that's a lesson to the rest of the gaming industry that they're on notice and hopefully the next people that will uh that will happen to will be ubisoft who seems to be uh like they have their own great share of problems but they're not really getting the same type of backlash at activision blizzard Mm -hmm. guy you know
1: and they really should but nobody's suing them yet so or at least not that i'm aware of anyway i mean very well said it's it's a disgusting situation and and it's. I mean, I again. It's a. It's one of these um, kind of ethical conundrums because, I kind of want to support the uh the employees who are working there, and just you know who 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 went into it believing that they, were gonna be doing what they enjoy doing and just want to make a good, product and want to create stuff. It's it's not their fault that the management is so crap. Um, yeah. You know but and it's not their fault that they're being paid peanuts but yeah like the company uh i mean i don't know i i i'm still on the fence about whether or not there's really any saving blizzard uh it it may just burn to the ground and something something like you know like a forest fire, watch, ew, maybe, like new will, fire maybe new life will maybe new life will grow out of the ashes in the end but it's mm-hmm. uh I I don't know. I mean, yes, it would be great for them to turn everything around, but it, it almost feels at this point like the name of Blizzard and Activision is just going to be tainted by this for a long time. Maybe in 10 yeah, years, we'll look back. It's
2: going to take time for it to recover. And Trauma in the chat says, feels like most of the large corporate gamings have become oblivious to the audience and their strategy is just to make the next big buck. And yeah, I totally agree with that because it's like... The bigger the company gets, like you can look at it like they're building a tower, and now that they've built their tower so big, when they look out the windows, they're like, "Oh, look at all those fans and all those tiny people they look like ants, you know, we are just the greatest being so high up here. We can do anything we want, and boy, boy, did they fall so yeah, well, i've
0: I heard a rumor, um and this is a nasty rumor. this is really like just this is just. This goes to show how arrogant some of these people were there. And again, this is a rumor. The rumor is, is that um in the in the early stages of the alpha testing and beta testing for for Shadowlands, the previous expansion, <coughs> Asmongold um did a lot of like runs in the Torghast, which is this infinite you know, rogue uh, roguelike type dungeon where you you just get amazing powers and it completely changes your build. You get completely different things. And before they had to go all the way up to like a hundred, and and you just power through a hundred floors at a time. And and he was really excited about this feature. People really seemed to dig it. There were a lot of a lot of people tuning in to him testing this on a daily basis. And um, and yeah, there was a general sense of like this is so cool. The rumor is, is that there were certain people amongst the dev studio that just hated him so much that they decided to remove that part of the game and and limit it to a total of, like... I don't even remember now. I think it was, like, 16 floors or 8 floors or something like that. 16 or 8. It's been a while. It's like, you, you ruined a portion of your game to spite... A guy who streams your game. So, and,
1: and this is uh, like this potential legitimacy to this rumor? I mean, that's quite a...
0: It, it's a, Well, it's, it's one of those rumors that, again, you're just like, you're like, why would anybody be this stupid?
1: Well, you have like, to wonder, which makes me like think, well, could that possibly be true? Why would they be that stupid?
0: Well, But after, these, these,
1: after the past I, couple of I, years in this, this industry...
0: Is, yeah. There are people that there were devs who like openly on twitter would just call him names like the biggest streamer for your game that brought the most people into the like the most new people into replaying the game and getting into you know uh, classic and doing all this other stuff and they would just throw insults at him it's
1: so dumb i mean if you don't like the guy don't watch his stream but he's, he's out there giving he's, you free advertising for your product constantly. But he's also,
0: it. he's also like, he's also, um, like he's, he, again, anybody who like knows anything about him is like, the guy's clearly like autistic to some degree. And, and he's a very brilliant autistic person, uh, because he can, he can remember things from like months and months and months ago. Like he goes, he goes through like chats and he can recall, People and he'll he'll immediately bring up their chat log and be like, "I remember you said this three months ago," and it's like the guy has thousands, hundreds of thousands of people sending him messages, and he will just remember too
2: fast. I can't follow it at all, and and he'll just
0: glance over to the side. He'll go, he'll and he'll direct somebody at point, you know, point them out, and either say a good thing or bad thing about them. And um, and the other thing that he does is he can remember like who he like. What what raid he was in four or five months ago or a year ago and who his team members were in that raid, and then he will go, yeah, you insulted this guy, he did this the other day, and I'm just sitting there going, wow, that's that's amazing, and yes, he's he's clearly he's clearly is a level a certain level of autism, and again, it's like. There are people who just don't care about that. They just wanna they just wanna chop them down. They could care less about that. So yeah, I'm a little bit more defensive of him because you know we're in the same boat um a little bit. He doesn't like being called labels. And yeah, I, I get it. I know lots of I know lots of um autistic people in and in, in even in the support group that I go for to from time to time where they don't like the label because the label, they 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 want to be normalized, they don't want to have the labels thrown at them all the time. And, um, yeah, and uh, Max, do you know anybody who is like that? Um, people who just they, they don't like the, the they don't like the the label of being autistic. They, they oh Yeah, like well, sure. Them. I mean, like nobody likes being a...
3: pigeonholed, right? Like they don't because oftentimes when you are autistic, people will just take that and try to make you out to just be that. Right. That is um, the, well, I can't really the issue. With tables, right? Yeah. Like. Right. Yeah. They, they, I can't name any like famous person off the top of my head, but I could tell you somebody who's dealt with a lot of people who have, well, not dealt with, but met people that have autism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't like talking about it just because they don't like that possibility. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And like I said, i well, No need to name names, but like, yes, we we've all been like we, you and I both. We know we know people who who don't, who who are clearly on the spectrum and who don't like. The, the concept that they are, they tend to steer clear of it. And and again, that's, you know, that, that's their thing. But it, anyway, I didn't hear it. Um, yeah. yeah, so disappointed for the most part uh, in, in Blizzard still as a company. But as far as the product for, for WoW, it does appear to be getting better. Moon, there's a, you saw the new the new race, right? Moon or Max, you guys. Dragons? what's your Yeah, the Dragon. The Dragon yeah. race. which You guys get a good look at that. What's your well, opinions of that?
1: Uh, the Drac, uh, Dracthyr is a new race. It's on the screen right now for those watching on YouTube. And, uh, I, w- yeah. Do you guys have any opinion? But
3: like I said, dragon, like at the very beginning of this, like dragons just make everything better.
1: Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was actually quite a discussion in the live chat about that and whether or not dragons actually make everything better and how cool cybernetic dragons are, um, So, yeah, that's 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 the kind of fun that you're uh, missing out on if you're not in our community servers, listeners. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely find the links below to join our discord and our gilded.
3: So hold on a second. If you if you're a dragon, do you really need like a mount then? Because you have wings, you can just fly everywhere.
0: That is a very good question. Yeah. And yeah, apparently you still need a mount. Well they're uh, I don't I don't get it. It looks either. like there's two
1: versions or are they can they like transform? Like th- there's yeah, well they,
0: tra- they transform like so they, they, it's the same thing for werewolves in the game okay. um, when they go into combat they immediately turn into their their you know, their more combat oriented version of themselves and then when they're out of combat they can choose to it's a toggle to either be in your form all the time or to revert to a more human-y form. And I mean that's been um, that's been in in uh, that's been in lore for a long time, for a really long time. For not not just in World of Warcraft, I mean in in general. Yeah. Uh, in D and D, dragons can take human form all the time. Okay. And that I believe that goes back to um, some middle age stories as well. Is like dragons can turn into people, and can do things, or or people can turn into dragons, and vice versa. And those things have different reasons and effects for that. So that's oh. a that's a pretty common thing. I, I would love to, to be
1: a wear dragon. That. That'd be mm-hmm. so cool. But I'd have to be able to control the transformation, otherwise my house would be destroyed. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the
0: uh,
1: so they're a neutral race, so you you can support either the horde or the alliance, and they yeah,
0: that's uh, that's something else that they're moving away from is the 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 two opposing sides mm-hmm. because it's it's gotten. It's gotten kind of ridiculous to this point now. There's a there's a funny meme that they made with an, with a Warcraft animation where it's like it's like there's a human and an orc, and they're just constantly passing like they they go from fighting each other to giving each other weapons to fighting some to, so that they can fight something else to like pass the human will pass a weapon to the orc, the orc will pass a weapon to the human. They the, and it just goes back and forth and back and forth. It's just them manipulating the the footage. And it's very funny because that's an accurate representation of the stupidity that has been the faction system now for the last, like, many expansions. It's gotten to the point where it's, it's, just, it's just forced. It's like, you, you know, you don't need to be constantly at war with somebody because they're in a different faction or government than, mm-hmm. than you are. You know, we 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 get we get along pretty well with those Americans down south. There, you know, we c- c- Canadians love those Americans, and those Americans love those c- Canadians. It's 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 really it's quite a, it's quite a peaceful system that we have. Um, and just because you say you know, and and this is the other thing that they brought up today is just just because you say for the alliance or for the horde doesn't mean you know screw the other guys. It just means that you're taking pride in, in who you are. And I'm like I'm like. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, comments I shouldn't make but yeah th- th- <laughs> this that's funny and it's about time that they've figured this out it's only again it's it's late in coming by probably about a decade so congratulations for figuring out that you know two different countries don't have to be at war constantly shocking I know
1: mm-hmm. I have questions but uh, we uh we've already dragged this out for too long so yeah. we'll uh we'll keep moving along new class let it, let the evoker know, let, yeah, um, yeah
0: let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on this i would be curious to know um I, I know that again most people just kind of they, they kind of dislike this there is the announcement as well that the um that classic wrath is coming
1: so wait so, it says here in this uh, this article is from windows central that uh the beta test will begin soon and yeah, but,
0: soon tm probably soon like
1: tm but then now. the it's saying here that the general average time span between the announcement of an expansion and the release of the expansion is around a year we're we looking at it, this is a year away
0: oh yeah. oh yeah yeah this is for this is not only like that's a brutal is probably more than a year away that is yeah. brutal
1: for people who want to see new life in world of Warcraft and who yep. like th- those who are hanging on unlike you who were a diehard and i now don't care at all about it uh you know but you know th- so those who are still hanging on and now they have to wait a year before they get the cool stuff like no. No, that sucks that sucks for them one final thought that i have on this is uh this is kind of i guess a metaphor for blizzard right now but why isn't there any color in this stinking logo the I just posted it in the podcast live chat because uh, the live folks can't see my That's screen right bland. now. It's just gray with like this tiny hint of color, and it looks like the life is being sucked out of it. Uh, you look at <laughs> you look at previous logos, World War. They're colorful. They're bright. It's like, come on, Who, whose idea was like, let's make this thing look like it's made of gray stone? That'll that'll bring people in. Channeling my inner gaffigan that'll bring people in let's make it look like it was carved out of soap fantastic
2: Uh, somebody forgot to turn on the color filter yeah
0: yeah it's very uh so the their place where they came from is very stone like so it's
1: it's, i get that it's thematic but it's just not it doesn't grab me at all it
2: doesn't pop
1: Yeah, yeah yeah but anyway all right well uh let's move on unless uh Max, did you have any final thoughts on this?
0: Um, can I make my mount pink? I believe there is a color um, options within the mounts. I think they'll be somewhat limited, but I I do seem to think that it's probably going to be in there because the, the coloring, or you'll be able to get a couple of different versions of them. So there is kind of a, a gray a gray and pinkish one, and then there's a... A gray or, or blackish, like skin tone one. I guess you could like. Well. Okay.
3: I'm telling you right now. Yeah. If I can get the option to get a Griffin and make it pink, I might just have to get back into World Warcraft.
0: Yeah. I, well, I mean, and again, this is like this. Hopefully, this is boding well for future changes and and future concepts and stuff like that. So, cross your fingers mm-hmm. and and hope they can learn. Because, again, it's not so much like, again, I have very little trust in Activision Blizzard, and I I wouldn't have tuned in at all if the whole uh, Microsoft merger wasn't a thing. I I honestly think that if they hadn't been bought out, if there isn't this clear, like, sort of Damocles hanging over a lot of these leaders there, I don't think they would have changed to the degree that they have because they know that they have to impress the their new bosses to be in order to retain their jobs when this merger happens in about a year or less now it's a lot less than a year now i think um so yeah they they know that their their arses are on the line now and and again congratulate like again it should have been of of course you you failed the player basis for so long you've you've treated the the community with with abuse one of the things that they said which is a very accurate thing one of the big things that they said today was that they want to return player agency to the players that's a confession that they removed player agency a long time ago and that's been a, a, a constant complaint and it's there not only from a, a, a gameplay perspective but also from a, an rpg story perspective as well as a a um a a very sexist story writing perspective every single woman prominent woman in the game has gotten super emotional and then caused a bunch of problems that that is i can that is summing up the last like like the the major story arcs with all the females for the last decade it's it's disgusting huh. it really is disgusting and it and it and it and again, I wouldn't be talking about this if the if the if the Microsoft buyout had happened, because, again, I really doubt that these people would have gotten over themselves to the point where they're like, oh, I guess I need to secure my job for the future. So that that that's my opinion. Well, it's disappointing I, I that to,
1: that's what it took yeah. to get to that
0: point. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that really is the point at which they're they're at now. Yeah. So.
1: OK, well. Um, Quick mid-roll here. You are listening to Augmented Reality. This is a presentation of the Triple S League right here on Triple S Podcasts or on the podcast platform you're listening to us on. Uh, definitely like and subscribe. Find all the links below to all of the things, and also you can hear Maximum News right on right here on this uh, YouTube channel with our host Max Darrett hosts that one, who is uh, sort of uh, guest spotting with us on today's show, and Saib does that show as well. All right, so... Uh, So let's transition away from talking about uh, franchises that have disappointed us and let's start talking about Star Wars. Oh, wait. Damn. Well, same thing. Anyway, uh, but Amy Hennig, formerly of Visceral, which no longer exists, uh, formerly before that of Naughty Dog, uh, who who was instrumental in um, the Uncharted series.
0: yeah, writing right
1: that. Uh, yeah, so she uh, she has now been given another shot at making a Star Wars game. It's just been announced uh, at Visceral. She was working on a Star Wars game, codenamed Ragtag, and uh, that just unceremoniously got shut down to the disappointment of pretty much everybody. But that's what happens when you work for an EA company. Now, now she is with uh, shoot. What's the name of the studio? Skydance. Skydance something or other. Skydance New Media, uh, which is a uh, division of Skydance that was started. So she, Oh, this is a company she started. Okay. Are they owned by a bigger company? I don't remember. I remember reporting on it when she oh, started sure. this company. Yeah, thanks, Mac, Max. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, partnering with uh, Lucasfilm to make another Star Wars game, a narrative-focused single-player action-adventure game. Nope, that's the that's the visceral one. Hold on. What's the the one that they're making now is an action adventure game that we're, will feature an original story. So it sounds like it's kind of the same thing. Uh, like I don't know if it'll share any of the elements that the previous game had, but she, anyway, she gets another shot at making a Star Wars game. Your thoughts, lady and gentlemen?
0: It's about time. I mean it really is (laughs) yeah Um, well i mean it's it's
3: anything this woman touches when it comes to a major franchise seems to turn into literal gold legacy of kane the she did all like there's five major games in that series um, she did all of them except for Blood Omen 2, which is fine because Blood Omen is sort of outside of the continuity of that series. But it's some of the most compelling Shakespearean level type writing that you don't really get in most games. And then with Uncharted, even though I'm not really the biggest fan of the Uncharted games, I will say that she has this talent of being able to make how do I say this? you're along for the ride, and you're happy to be for the majority of the time and even though I wasn't huge on them, she obviously uncharted is a legendary franchise, and she's a large part of the reason why people love those games so much and then when visceral that whole game uh was in development before the huge Disney takeover, what was it? It was supposed to be like Uncharted Meet Star Wars, right? It was that's like ragtag and uncharted those uh titles are synonymous with each other so i I think it's safe to assume that that's what was going to happen and then that was taken away from us just like star wars thirteen thirteen. great idea taken away from us hopefully now that uh it seems like lucasfilm are sort of coming to their senses in regards to what it is exactly they want to do with the star wars properties uh they're giving it to not necessarily to big uh the biggest gaming companies like EA which they did and you saw that that turned out no they're giving it to Quantic Dreams and they're giving it to her and they're also letting Respawn continue on with yeah. making their games so in that regard it makes Star Wars seem to like be going back from where it was just a couple of years ago with the Rise of Skywalker and that huge debacle and now it's back on an upward trajectory with these games with the Mandalorian with Obi-Wan coming out next month um now it's just a matter of trying to figure out what it is exactly this game's going to be about. Is it going to be returned to that same idea, or is it going to be a completely brand new thing? Right, that's what
1: I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't know many details about this. But yeah. it's, good that, it's good to have a uh, seasoned and uh, respected developer back at the head of a Star Wars game. And uh, apparently... Oh, okay, so there, Skydance is also working on a new game set in the Marvel Universe, so there's that, but anyway, mm. anyway uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to have, it's good to have Star Wars back in the hands of game developers that are, what, what, what do I want to say here? Uh, not absolute shit, uh, <laughs> it might be the word to use, The 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 EA studios that like EA just was a disaster when they owned exclusive rights to make star Wars games. Now that they don't, uh, we're getting some good games. Uh, well, I should yeah. say, well, none of them are out yet. So I, I, guess that's a little premature to say, but recently we have gotten, some some good Star Wars games. Like the the Jedi Jedi Fallen Order was really good. Respawn's doing a sequel to that. But that was you know respawn really broke away from the uh you know the EA um mold if you will. You know, and so they used uh Unreal instead of Frostbite. And thank God. And yeah, and just made a really solid Star Wars experience. It was very it was very safe star wars experience in the sense that it was uh you know it didn't take any major risks with the you know the gameplay or the like it was a little formulaic but it was really solid it was really good it was fun to play and uh so i'm glad they've got a shot at making a sequel and then that, that um the spaceship shoot squadrons yeah it was called squadrons that was pretty good too uh now i can't remember which studio did that gameplay wise it was good uh characters and story and cinematics were crap but uh it was fun to play it was fun to play um anyway so
3: motive studios motive
1: were they owned by ea uh
3: i think yeah i think they operate under ea okay
1: so we haven't had any non-ea star wars games recently but um i don't know i've got some i've got i've got hope i guess
3: and the best thing about like all this going forward is it seems like story is going to be a larger focus and that's the thing about star wars as a property it's literally like a bunch of galaxies wide the the world of star wars yet for in the recent past it seems like whether it's the movies the tv shows or the games they're only really concerned with sort of the main planets like Tatooine, um, Endor, uh, Hoth, and uh, depicting those, uh, uh, Coruscant. Although, wait, is that a planet? I, I can't, never mind. Uh, the point is, expanding beyond that, going to other planets, going to other galaxies, meeting other races, that's the sort of thing that Star Wars really needs right now. And I think that video games are a wonderful way to sort of just let great people with great minds, people like Amy Hennig... Uh, people like what's his name over at Quantic Dreams. Uh, although you know, I have some reservations about his projects, but he does have let's say he is creative. Um, I think that we'll definitely be getting a lot more of that, and thank god it, it, it'll it spell great things for the Star Wars franchise moving forward.
1: All right, and uh, I think did you have any any thoughts about that, Moon or Saib? <clears throat>
0: Um, I want an alien that looks like Kane. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for something that's like open world, role play, RPG ish. Uh, like the best Star Wars game is Jedi Knight Academies because it it you got to build like you got to build just whatever you wanted, and the the lightsaber combat was so good, it was so good. Mm-hmm. oh man we should still do a uh a show i don't know we should still do a video where we where we go back and play that it was so good it was so good the controls are terrible now but oh my goodness the game was so good in its time. <laughs> honestly
1: i would love to do criminally
0: underrated
1: <sighs> i would love to do a let's play series of like those classic old games but unfortunately that mm-hmm. doesn't get the views and you know
0: no it, it really does people are not typically interested in that but
1: you know there there's some there's some great old games that are just maybe you i don't know might have to approach it a different way than just a straight up let's play i mean let's play is a, it's hard to be a let's player let's put it that way you, you, you've mm-hmm. got to add something new to your content that's what makes that's what i'm discovering and that's what that's what we're trying to do um yeah the straight up gameplay videos just don't do very well but anyway uh yeah so uh, new Star Wars game I would I would be happy for um, and yeah, give us good combat in it like, I, I'd say yeah so, two ingredients for a great star, star Wars game story, like Max said, you absolutely have to have great story, and you also have to have um, good combat, good movement it can't just be bland, boring crap also has to have the heart of Star Wars, like it has to feel like Star Wars, you know what I mean? mhm Yeah. Moon, I know you're not, like, the hugest Star Wars fan, so maybe you don't have much to add to this, but... um,
2: Well, as long as it's got good writing, good characters, good, like, user interaction with, like, combat and story whatnot, I'm cool. So, like, I'm excited to see what she puts out considering her track record. So, yay!
1: Okay. Uh, Those are really the big stories of the week, and uh, they've taken up most of our time here. I mean, I have a couple other tabs to pull up that we could talk about. I'm not sure if that would really make for an interesting end to the show. Um, But we did have a special request from someone on Gilded, uh, Orwell Oracle. Send us a link to the Webby Awards, where uh, the game Dark is currently up for uh, an award for independent creator. Now, Dark came out a few years ago, so I don't know if this is a I guess it looks like the complete edition uh comes pretty soon like or it's coming to PS5. Anyway, maybe some new version of it, I'm not sure, but anyway, it's up for uh it's up for a Webby Award for best uh game from an independent creator looks like. And uh you know, I don't want to tell you how to vote in this, but you can check out the Webby Awards. They have each category has two winners. So this is, uh, this is slightly better than the Game Awards. Um, their panel of judges picks one winner, and then there's a public vote to determine the People's Voice Choice Award winner. So uh, anyway, if you're interested in that, you can uh, visit WebbyAwards.com. And uh, like I said, Dark is there. Oh, and uh, Dark is notable in that it, it, it gained some fame... Uh, when it first came out, because they were offered Epic, exclu- they were offered Epic exclusivity, um, and turned it down. They, the developer, turned down a big chunk of money that would have been offered to him to put the game exclusively on the Epic Games Store, which is what Epic was doing at the time and probably still is doing. It's just I think we've all gotten tired of talking about it, but uh, they. standing on principle and the fact that they had promised uh their uh supporters like they had a kickstarter or something like kickstarter anyway they had promised their backers and supporters a steam release and uh for sure a steam release i don't know if he had promised it for consoles or what but on principle the developer turned down this offer of epic exclusivity and as a result um you had a lot of people buying the game who weren't even interested in it and had no plans to play it, but they just wanted to support a developer that was showing some integrity. So uh, it was a very, very interesting story. And uh, we do actually have a review on our channel of the game that was done by our our associate, Jamie Catalyst. So anyway, yeah, the Webby Awards. It's not just game awards. They do uh, a... the best of the internet they like give awards for like best website and best podcast and all kinds of stuff
3: well, they can't be that great they haven't contacted me <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on who's the biggest narcissist on youtube uh <laughs> maybe
3: i'm looking at you guys no i'm
1: kidding <laughs> all right um
3: For the record i just do that to be colorful it's not because i'm an actual narcissist
1: i know that i know that (laughs) it's it's the bit it's the bit okay um i'm gonna bring up some these are just some entertaining headlines that have been sent to us on gilded and discord uh yes you can you can suggest topics that for us to talk about either in videos on the podcast on both of those uh, platforms we have a Content requests room on uh, on both servers. So, uh, this is just one of the weirdest things I've ever read. The new Need for Speed will reportedly combine photorealism with anime elements. Right. Because nothing screams photorealism like anime. Nothing screams anime like photorealism. Uh, according to VentureBeats' Jeff Grubb, on his podcast, he... He claims the new need for speed will be photorealistic, but it's going to have, on top of that, some anime elements. You know when you see a car commercial or something like that, and the car's driving around, but then cartoon flames and stuff are flying off it? That's the kind of aesthetic that they seem to be going for. I'm having trouble picturing that, but... Okay. Like,
3: an anime version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The Roger Rabbit?
1: I I don't know if he means, like... Uh, It's going to be like actually cartoon looking flames or if it's like when when they like the Fast and Furious series where just the super unrealistic stuff happens. The kind of thing you'd see in anime, but they they make it look real. I don't know.
3: You're talking about you could totally drive from one building into the other. Uh, Yeah, that's totally realistic. Totally
1: right. Totally right. Although you you know the one. Okay, and I I only know this cuz I I just when I was sick with covid, I watched all of the Fast and Furious movies cuz I was bored out of my mind. And I actually like them even though they're so stupid in so many ways, but sure. uh yeah, when they were par- when they parachuted the cars in in that one movie, like they actually did that. Like it wasn't all effects. Crazy. Gosh. Um Yeah. So, uh, oh, the other news about uh, the Need for Speed is that uh, this also from Jeff Grubb that apparently Need for Speed will forego a console release on PS4 and Xbox One and we'll be targeting PlayStation 5 and the Series X/S, and it'll be arriving this November. So skipping a console generation.
3: I gotta ask, when was the last time you guys played a Need for Speed game? I think the last one I ever played was Most Wanted. No Carbon, which came out after Most Wanted. When was and the last
1: it... time a Need for Speed game came out?
3: <clears throat> right. Yeah. Like Need for Speed used to be pretty damn
0: legit. It's, it's still I, I think... out pretty commonly. I mean, they they do like updates every I think it's like other year. Right, but they it used to be huge.
3: Like oh, I yeah. rem- like I look. People have such nostalgia for uh more so underground 2 that game yeah. had like one of the best soundtracks ever
0: well and ash, ash and i go way way back way back ash what was our uh, uh our primo racing game back in the day oh it was called uh, that one i don't, pod
1: pod yeah i was gonna say i don't yeah, remember the name pod, of it uh
0: P- yeah pod not to be con- uh, confused with pod um but yeah, the pod was one of the best racing games. Still in my mind, it's still one of the best racing games because you you went on the roof, you went on the walls, you flew through gigantic earth-sized engines regularly. Well, not earth-sized, but like really big engines. And um Yeah, that was that was my go-to. I know I did play a lot of Need for Speed, but it was a really long time ago. Yeah,
1: me too. I'm uh, just looking at the list of their games, though. They had Payback that came out in 2017 and Heat came out in 2019. So it wasn't that long mm-hmm. ago.
0: High Octane was another one. Uh, futuristic Racer that I, I really loved. You had rockets and a machine gun. So, I mean, hey, what's not to like about that?
1: No, Okay, so I'm confused. It's, this says that... Need for Speed Heat came out on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, so they didn't. I guess that I guess it just means that their next their next installment won't be won't be on the previous console generation. So they didn't skip a generation. They right. Uh, they're just not targeting it with their next one, which I mean, kind of makes sense. The PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X S is. They, it, they're really put. They're really pushing things forward with those, and they've been out for so long now. I'm uh, mm-hmm. not surprised that games are starting to ignore previous generations. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a bummer for the people who have the previous generation console. Granted, but unfortunately, I mean, that's kind of the it, it, it's kind of what you have to deal with if you're if you're gaming on console, right? It's it's kind yeah, of unavoidable. Like Eventually, it's, it's obsolete. I mean the same could be said about pcs but so you know that you know that little game that kind of kind of you know it, it it was maybe a little flash in the pan but you know it, it got some uh it got some popularity what was it called the old the old circlet no um the ancient the,
0: the, the ring ancient of Oval. the elden variety
1: yeah oh yeah the, the elden ring elden ring
0: um, oh yeah, that's right yeah,
1: so very very popular to the point where people who know nothing about video games and don't don't deal with video games and and aren't gamers uh are are feeling the need to write about it in the news and it is so cringeworthy that I just I just had to uh I just had to pull these articles up and these were sent by a couple of our users again on uh, Gilded and discord this one actually I'll read this one first. Uh the, the New York Times published this article called In Elden oh, Ring In Elden Ring the struggle feels real and it's this whole long spiel about how uh how the basically how the game is kind of a metaphor for the pandemic we've all been living through and and I don't know what their point is actually I I don't know what the point of this article is but they do say some uh, some massively intelligent things. Like, uh, it's difficult to imagine Elden Ring having this sort of cultural cachet in any other era, right? Right? Because cause none of the none of these, rogue uh, not rogue like. What am I saying here? Um, Soulsborn like games. None of yeah. None of them gained any cultural significance in any other era. I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's not like we haven't heard like people clamoring for a 60 FPS patch to Bloodborne for like the last billion years.
1: <laughs> uh, so they go on and on about how hard this I agree is, with and, them,
3: by the way, sorry,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, the uh, by the time so they, they they talk about how like for some the. Shoot, where was that? Where was that? Uh, I used to have a thing where I could just... I could just highlight paragraphs to read later. And... uh, Oh yeah, here it is. As some of us let our guard down to have some semblance of normal life, we are bracing ourselves for that stupid bird around the corner that still might kill us. Our hard-learned lesson of the pandemic, to expect disappointment and more struggle, has trained us well for the Elden Ring. What... What... What are you trying to say here? Like, he's trying to sound
3: profound by linking the difficulty of the game with the difficulty of going through the pandemic.
1: That yeah, I get that much, but it's is this just basically it's like
3: because getting through Elden Ring, especially with those goddamn birds, is a lot harder than getting through the pit. No, I'm I'm being
1: facetious. (laughs) I, I mean, one, I the most credit I can give this is that. They've identified that one difficult thing is similar in some ways to another difficult thing, Uh, but then make silly points like, this is why it's so popular. Well, yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, um,
3: in other words, New York Times publishes trash article that just proves how out to of touch they are with everything well, else going on in th- the world.
1: Yeah. In other words, they they instructed some poor writer to write an article and include the Elden Ring in it because that would get them clicks. Yep. But this 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 poor writer just didn't know what to do with that. Um, this one's even better. Elden Ring has outlasted its critics, and so will Bitcoin. That is the headline from this article from Coindesk.com, which I guess is a website about cryptocurrency or something, something related to that. From software, never borrow, sorry, from software, never bowed to misguided attacks on its Souls games. That purity of vision has made them legends. And then uh, this writer goes on to to write a whole article about how this is the same as... uh, this is how this is also why bitcoin will succeed this is my favorite part right here that i'm going to read yes welcome to the most cringy of all op-eds this is this is quote word for word from the article okay this is the uh, this is the writer being painfully self-aware yes welcome to the most cringy of all op-eds a labored comparison between the infinite complexity of reality and a piece of pop culture in this case between cryptocurrency and the Elden Ring. I'm ashamed to find myself mining such hoary tropes, but the parallels between crypto and the Souls games are hard to turn away from. The two epic projects even launched almost simultaneously, with Bitcoin's Genesis block mined in January of 2009, and the first Souls game Demon Souls released in Japan in February of 2009. My main points, though, have to do with creativity, purity, vision, accessibility, and community. So,
0: even the... I'm taking a wild, a wild guess. Uh, Just a a really wild, wild, insane guess. Uh Uh-oh. And assuming that they're going to be assaulting uh, two of those points with the same brush. Oh, did you, do you not know?
1: Uh, Sorry, no, I... uh i'm not i'm not catching what you're going for here (laughs) sorry
0: i I, I was wondering if you followed up with with their points on those things
1: (laughs) oh no i wasn't going to go that deep into it i just wanted to point out that this this is a hilarious concept for an article uh basically just this it seems to be a trope now of them of of people trying to relate elden ring to things that have nothing to do with elden ring or video games period Mm -hmm. Uh, and, yeah. and it's just these forced comparisons. They're trying to wedge it in there. Because Elden Ring is so stinking popular, they, they just want to have those search terms on their news sites, I think, is what's happening. Yes, yes. And it's and the, the results are hilarious.
3: But the abusive relationship between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is very timely for the abusive relationship that some c- player characters are having with Ronnie the Witch in Elden Ring. <laughs> do I stay with her do I go? Do I let her take over the world? And... <laughs> I, I mean, if that's the degree of like comparative article that we're going for. I could write for the New York Times, guys. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I'd much rather read that article written by you. Um, yeah. So that's uh, it. It again. I guess if if we want to connect this to a, a broader, slightly more important point, it's the state of modern journalism. I mean, yeah. In in one sense, I mean. These are opinion pieces, obviously, but uh, Stealth Media is just, they're, they're just scraping the bottom of the barrel constantly for, for content. It's like, if you, give me a reason to think crypto is good. Like, relating it to the fact that Elden Ring has succeeded. Like, there's very little correlation between a video game and cryptocurrency. I buy a video game. I play it. It's recreation. If I'm gonna that's, invest,
0: that's not, that's not why they. That's not why they put that there. Mm-hmm. They put that there so that people would click on it, going, "Yeah, man, yeah, Elder Rig's awesome." Oh, hey, look, bro, bro, the site, the site's telling me to buy this like new like cryptocurrency that it's offering too. They're like, there's this article here saying that it's going to be the next like Dogecoin. Yeah, this is awesome. Let me put like ten <laughs> grand down on that. The
1: next Dogecoin. <laughs> mm.
0: That that, that that the the amount of crypto scams are it, it is getting ludicrous. Do you know a guy bought a, a a a an nft of the very first tweet put out by Jack on Twitter for five million dollars expecting to sell it at auction for fifty million dollars and he only got a ten grand offer.
1: I didn't I didn't hear about that one specifically, but but,
0: I... but it's so it's so crazy because clearly by owning the first tweet, he now in a way owns all of Twitter. I mean, when you think about it, right, like when you think about it, he owns a picture of the first tweet made by Jack. Therefore, vis-a-vis, obviously, for those scientifically enlightened, he now owns the majority of Twitter because, you know, he owns the first tweet so well a picture of the first tweet elon musk should that be somebody uh, should be hitting him up give, just... yeah i mean they didn't give he, he got no approval from jack to do that but still he owns it right like well on his network he owns it okay. i can pull up that tweet and then you know take a picture of it you can take your yeah you could take your
1: take your own screenshot of it
0: my god it's getting ridiculous it, it is pretty silly
1: i heard of I, I did read about a situation similar to that where a guy spent millions of dollars expecting to double his investment on an on an nft yeah. and uh got offered like just a tiny 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 fraction of what he paid for it why these things why have no intrinsic value people
0: why are people doing this <laughs>
1: There's no intrinsic Anyways. value. It's all attributed value. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure uh, that Max has
0: got to go. We, yeah. We, we should, should wrap up. Uh, we here. get rolling. All
3: right. All right. Well, all right. thanks for having me guys. I had fun. Yeah.
1: Thanks for joining us, Max. And thank you all for uh, joining us either live or after the fact for those listening live. We will be, uh, we will be jumping into the post show hangout room for our uh, oh, Patreon God. supporters, channel members, uh, and server boosters all those types of folks welcome to join us for the post show hangout after the fact Um, but anyway thank you so much to those of you who uh, have listened if you're listening after the fact please do leave your comments down below which you can do on YouTube I don't think you you might not be able to do that on the audio platforms but you can find the link in the description to uh, find the YouTube channel where you can subscribe and uh, you know catch the visual podcast and uh, also check out our other YouTube channel, The Triple S League, where you find uh, game guides, reviews, and comedy content, and all kinds of other gaming-related content. Check out the Discord server and the Gilded server. Links to all the other important Triple S League stuff can be found in descriptions below, wherever you are listening. My name is Ash. On behalf of Saib, Moontag, and Max Derrett. thank you all so much for listening. Catch Maximum News this weekend right here on this channel. And uh, we will
0: talk to you later.